pain is some serious business. It ain't everyone who knows what to do about it. Now I hear there's a podcast just about this. It doesn't talk of pain alone, but other interesting things distracting the mind from it. So I suggest you tune in to Outsmart the Pain and listen to what Karsten has to say about it. Get ahead. Get it done. Listen to the podcast and maybe change your life or someone else's. Welcome to this year's Lost Pod episode. As usual, well, I've only done it once before, I will list the episodes of this year and maybe give you the urge to listen to an episode for the first time, or maybe listen to it again. By the way, I hope you enjoyed the now traditional Christmas story I published before Christmas Eve. It might not end the way you thought, but how many things actually do. Life is life. So, let's jump right into 2022's episodes and see what we can find. The year started with talking to Stefan Sauk, a well-known actor, audiobook reader, among other things. He came up with Det är mycket nu. Det är mycket nu. In the TV show Laurie. A saying still going around. We did not talk a lot about pain, except talking about his hip replacement done abroad, because it was not done in Sweden. He actually could not understand why this method was not done here, and it felt like the overall atmosphere was that there was a lack of knowledge, that physicians or the system did not want new things. Since I always talk about the high roof, people in my pod can talk about whatever they want to. I don't edit it out. But of course, I needed to check this out. So I talked to Tobias Viren, who also has an episode of his own, who at the time was head of department at Scorpio St. Jörgens Hospital. He told me they actually tried the same operation technique with very experienced surgeons working together with foreign surgeons acquainted with the method. Then they followed this up and the statistics did not lie. There were unacceptable side effects of the method not making it worth the patients who had very good results, like Stefan Sauk was experiencing after his surgery. Interesting subject though, we also talked about politicians Stefan did not approve of, a prostate cancer he was treated for, which actually went very well with the episode I later on had with Professor Henrik Grönberg, Researcher of the Year 2022. Tobias, the head of the orthopedic department I just mentioned, has moved up and is now area manager for orthopedics within Kopju, Sweden. And he also talked about Ramsey, which is a global healthcare provider owning Copio. It was of course interesting hearing his view on every part of the chain from being a surgeon of his own, maybe completing his first hip replacement under the age of 15. Shh, don't tell anyone. 
to the guy visioning the future. But how interesting it was that he always came back to the patient. How he wanted to be in the action, so to say. To see what is happening on the floor. And we talked about things beyond the fracture. How come a simple fracture which has been treated and healed does not have the effect you expect it to have? Still problems? Pain problems? If you are interested in this, you really should listen to this episode. For you who read my book, you know that I am a bit cautious about surgery done on images, hoping symptoms of pain will ease. Do not cut a man open to release pain unless you are somewhat sure it might help. And in another talk I had with Tobias, not recorded this time, or or was it actually in that pod, I don't remember. You have to listen to it to know. He said that a future job description of an orthopedic surgeon he would like to see in the future is an orthopedic surgeon explaining the pain and symptoms and why a surgery would not help. Because who would be the best one to explain orthopedic things than the surgeon him or herself? Wise words from Tobias. It's a profoundly intriguing question and and it has puzzled me too. We've done deep interviews of the most dissatisfied patients that we've had trying to understand why they would still have pain or be dissatisfied. And it's often you end up in in discussions about completely different things than you thought. It's sometimes about the patient experience and and not having felt entirely safe or haven't been listened to. Sometimes it's it's about the food was, you couldn't choose the portions or it came at the intervals when you didn't want to, that autonomy as a patient was not respected and things like that. And I think sometimes we should listen to the silent bit of patient says. There are vast unexplored parts of the patient problem that we don't have time to go into or don't want to listen to because it's beyond our own reach or imagination, maybe. So it's exploring those silent bits of the patient communication together with the patient for these four or five percent that are not satisfied could teach us a lot of things. We move on to Niklas, the operational psychologist. For you who do not know, A psychiatrist is a doctor who can prescribe medicine. A psychologist is another occupation dealing with psychological issues without medication, at least in Sweden. So this episode was with a psychologist. And operational meaning he is out in the field, working both within the Swedish armed forces and in an intensive care unit setting at one of the hospitals in Stockholm. Unfortunately, not my own. He had lots of good stories to tell, and how small things could make things a lot better for the staff working with patients. 
and that puts a lot of a lot of other demands on the organization and 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 he saw that and realized that well i i need some some help with this and the, who could be good at this uh, in in this warlike scenario where you have like uh, uh, you don't really know the enemy and the enemy in this case was the the, the covid virus uh, so we, we don't really know it we don't know how it will continue to 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 bring us new patients so we need to have some kind of some kind of a plan and and then contacted some some friends of mine who has been working with the armed forces as well for, for many years uh, and uh, eventually left and worked for some non-government organizations, humanitarian organizations in conflict zones. And so they are also experienced for working in these harsh environments. And, and together, we realized that we, we have to address this on so many levels, uh, both leadership, both uh, the individual, uh, but also in, in the working groups to see how, how, can, we, how can we first uh, assess the stressors at hand and how can we address those stressors. I have become more and more intrigued by the field of psychology and how much can be done and how much we do not know yet. And for you who faithfully has listened to every episode, you know there are more psychology episodes to come. In February, I talked to Simon Kuriosi. Really not the case. Kuriosi who has his own pod, Sjuka Fakta. This has been the number one show in Sweden, and actually, at one time, I think the top five episodes of any pod in Sweden came from his Sjuka Fakta. I was myself interviewed there and must very braggishly confess that talking about pain myths busted was number two of listeners in the whole of Sweden's pods at one time. I am very, very happy that talking about pain could be that interesting and reach so many people. But in my own episode with Simon, with quite a lot less listeners, I'm sorry to say, he went through some of his favorites during his episodes. Myths about coffee, pregnancy and pain as well. We got to know Simon has been responsible for the nightcap at the Nobel Prize party how he opened a maternity clinic in Mozambique, among other things. Simon not only has a great show you really need to listen to if you understand Swedish, Sjuka Fakta, but he is such a great guy himself. Really not the case. I was proud and happy to have him as a guest in Outsmart the Pain. And, by the way, in Sjuka Fakta there was a competition and five happy winners got my book. Proud of that too. If you have the book, make sure to follow my co-author Karin's advice, which she got from other readers. Read the book several times. You tend to forget some things you read, and some things you completely missed the first time. If you read it ten times, you are down to like one dollar a read. What a bargain. One of my favorite British pain doctors is Dominic Aldington. He is so patient-centered and well-read upon the latest research, but still is very humble about us not knowing anything about the pain system. It's all theories and they look very plausible when you see them as nice images in a journal or in a book, but they are only theories. We talked a bit about that, but what really got us going was medication, and especially opioids. Morphine, that is. 
How is it that doctors first start prescribing this for a patient who did not actually ask for it specifically and then we raise the doses and make them dependent? After that we suddenly want to stop and if they do not comply we treat them as addicts. Just because we have a patient who takes opiates that were originally prescribed does not make them drug addicts and to treat them as such is disgusting, I believe. Very interesting talk. Make sure to listen to it. And I really love his British accent and dry humor, although I think some of it got lost in the episode, but I enjoyed it. A lot of pain physicians are experts in their field, but who is the real expert? Of course, the person with the pain. It is personal, it is a subjective feeling, and we all react to it in different ways. So the person with the pain is the expert. Therefore, I talked to a real one, a real expert, Katis Olsson. It was amazing to hear how she lost her future dreams when she hurt her back real bad, but did that stop her from changing goal? No, not at all. Instead of competing in the Olympics herself, she helps other competitors winning in the Olympics. How important that is to be able to change goals when pain hits you and not letting it stop you. The episode is all about that and if you are a person feeling stopped by your pain, you should listen to her talking. She also has personal groups with people with pain you can sign up for, if there is room, because they are very popular. How to get to these groups? Listen to the podcast. Then there were three episodes where I talked solo and also together with Karin Julström about how our book came to be. The patient and the doctor. Dogge Doggelito needs no presentation in Sweden. A very famous guy. I never can imagine people who live a whole life with pain. That must be so tough for them, mm. you know. And like me, like a human being, you always want to help people. He had a band called Latin Kings, and he himself became popular after a commercial Cykel på Köpet. He said he's working on a book on this subject. And the whole episode was about happiness, I think. Unfortunately, I could not add his music to the show due to copyright issues. And I have no funds to pay for the rights. This pod gives me no income because I have no sponsors. If you are a sponsor, or know anyone, Please contact me. <laughs> if you want to be happy, listen to the episode with Dogge. Again, solo episodes with me only, talking anesthesia stories and after that about COVID and pain. I said that I met a lot of patients either getting persistent pain after severe COVID or their persisting pain getting worse after it. Just after releasing this episode, there was research saying that pain actually could get better after COVID. Well, clinically I had not seen it and maybe it was just one study. But that is research for you, for and against. No certain truth, just like the rest of life. Then Karin and I talked about pill shaming. A chapter in the book I did not even want to write, but boy was I mistaken. So many people have told me this was a very important part of the book and it had nothing to do with taking drugs that could make you dependent, say benzodiazepines and opioids, but the shame on having to take pills at all for your pain. 
Does this mean that you are a weak person? Listen to the episode if you feel weak. Prostate cancer. More men dying of this than women dying of breast cancer in Sweden. We had a serious talk about this, Professor Henrik Grönberg and I. He is researcher of the year 2022 and works at the same hospital as I do, Kapio St. Görans Hospital in Stockholm. We talked about him developing the Stockholm 3 test for prostate cancer screening, among other things. Even if you do not have a prostate gland, you should listen to this episode. Uh, but the prostate is a little bit more tricky because it's, it's situated below the bladder, mm-hmm. your nerve bladder, in the lower pelvic, I mean, in the lower part of the, the uh, abdomen. Mm. Um, the problem there is if you, for example, do surgery, uh, your risk of, of uh, getting impotent is quite high. So you don't do that without any reason, but you also get uh, incontinence that you, I mean, you're leaking uh, urine. Um, and the problem if you do radiotherapy, which is the other option uh, for a prostate cancer, is that you get uh, urinary symptoms from the bladder uh, and from the rectum, from the bowel. So there's a lot of symptoms which are not that nice that are connected with uh, prostate cancer treatment. So you really have to select the patient that really needs the treatment. So this is where we started like 10 years ago. Instead of saying, okay, PSA is not good enough. Mm. So we need to have a better blood test and we need to have a better uh, diagnostic chain after that. So that's when when we developed the Stockholm 3 test, which is a new blood-based test for prostate cancer, which is combining the uh, genetic susceptibility component risk for prostate cancer with five protein biomarkers in the blood together with clinical information into one algorithm that predicts what is the risk of having clinical significant prostate cancer. And we've been doing large randomized clinical trials with over 75,000 people. Then a solo episode about me talking about crazy pain jumping around the body. Then two episodes with psychologist Richard Wixell. We had such a long and good talk I needed to divide it into two episodes. Him being the psychologist bringing ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, to Sweden and having written the book about handling your pain with ACT. Of course, he had a lot of interesting things to say. Hands-on advice for people with pain as well. You know, we can't be you know, sitting on their shoulder for the rest of their lives, providing them with information on what they should do. They need to figure that out themselves because we will not be part of their journey. You know, engaging in in a communication or collaboration with the patient is not like a, a lifelong marriage. We will try to help them to navigate through their lives, but they will navigate it on their own. So that's why it doesn't really work to say, you should do this, because then they might do it when we're watching, but we will not be watching for long, and then they're on their own. So what we need to provide them with is essentially a context where they can start to reflect on the consequences of their actions. And we can guide them in that reflection and help them to see like, okay, if I do this, this is gonna happen. If I do that, that is going to happen and many times people with chronic pain are left with two shitty options either i try to 
keep my pain as low as possible. And the price I then will be paying is I don't do much fun. I will do things that are essentially withdrawing from all of the type of social interactions that I would like to have. I don't go to work and see my colleagues. I don't go to parties and see my friends. And in fact, I don't have many friends anymore. They don't invite me to any parties because I've been saying no for 10 years. I don't do things with my family. Well, in fact, they don't really expect me to because I haven't been able to. So in order to keep my pain as low as possible, I pay a huge price. But the other shitty option is to live life fully. And that will hurt. And that will be scary. It will be extremely scary. I will not know how my body will react when I do it. And I don't know how it will react the day after I do it. I will put myself in a very, very risky situation. So I might be able to do it. But what's going to be the quality of that? You know, if I have, you know, 11 out of 10 on my pain scale, am I going to enjoy sitting at a concert listening to an orchestra playing the latest concert by Mozart or something? You know, is it going to be, is it going to be worth it? So I can just urge you to jump in and listen to these two episodes if you haven't. And if you already have, surely you forgot something you need to remember again. Election year in Sweden, energy was on everyone's mind. And the politicians had different views on the problem and how to solve it. Therefore, I talked with an expert within the field, engineer Alberto, also CEO of the company PlexiGrid. He had so smart things to say, and this still holds true even after the election. So if you are interested in the energy problems we have, make sure to tune in. Mikael Rienholt is a biggie at LinkedIn, and he concludes all his posts with love and respect. Okay, but being a manager, can you always abide by these words? Actually, I think he can. How this is managed, although he has bad days as well and difficult talks with his employees, he tells you in this episode. Respect. Ukraine and pain. Pain expert Volodymyr in the middle of the war. But being the true physician he is, he talked about the pain field and the patients in his country. And although I would have been furious if another country invaded Sweden saying that it was a measure of protecting themselves, Volodymyr was quite diplomatic trying to explain how this war came to be. So there was both talk about the war and pain. Unfortunately, it is still a war going on, so the episode is still valid. I hope it will be looked upon as old news soon. I really think about the Ukrainian people every day. Never forget this war and do what you can to help. Then to something completely different. Björn, who did not have good grades in school, it did not really work for him. But he started his own business within the computer programming field. And it is thriving. And he looks upon it in a slightly different way than most. No personality tests, you should work from home, you could take a break in the middle of the day if you rather would like to go to the gym. And I did not know 
but he seems to have a soft spot for the people having trouble in society. For instance, making a project together with the Swedish church to get criminal kids off the streets, among other things. Wow, Björn is a winner. Then I concluded with three patients. Did someone understand that this December episode was referring to the three kings? Anyway, three different solutions on the pain problem. Maybe you could get some advice here. Then the Christmas story and this episode you're listening to now. That's it for 2022. I hope to have you following me in 2023 as well. I'm sure there will be many interesting subjects to cover. And I actually think I will read a poem for you, believe it or not. I didn't write it myself. Any suggestions from your side are warmly welcome at info at karstenalbeck.com. Info at karstenalbeck.com. Now then, take care. And I'll talk to you in 2023, probably starting mid or end January. 